Oh, baby. Welcome back. It's not January. It's not February. It's the month of Izzo, folks. It is March Madness. And he, he is coming off a loss to the Buckeyes. <laughs> There's no one more primed than Michigan State to make a deep run into the tournament. It's possible. Other than Michigan and Toledo. <laughs> And There's Ohio only two teams State. that are, yeah. Is, Ohio State's not even, they're not in the NIT, yeah. are they? Well, Chris Holtman's blaming it on undisclosed injuries that they wouldn't have enough players or something. Just I, to be honest with you, they looked, they were playing absolutely their best basketball, without question, all year recently. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, they lost, if you think about it, they, they lost. They key. honestly could have, if they, if you read it the season right now, I would take them as a top five seed in the Big Ten. Key and Sensen Ball, I mean, at some point they weren't going to win anymore, but... Um, I mean, so we'll so see. you got Gale, who just came out of nowhere and absolutely looks like one of the best players on the roster right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if Sensenball comes back, that would be great for yeah. Ohio State. But I hear he's going to the NBA, so we'll see. But um, it is March Madness time. We are just over 24 hours away from the start of the madness. I know you. I don't consider this the first four games. I know, but they're always fun to watch. Though. I know, but I'm saying I don't consider them part of the tournament. But yeah. I know they are. Yeah. Quote unquote, the first round, I guess. But, anyways, so in 24 hours, the 16 and 16 matchup is boring. Yeah, I mean, but, it's, it's fun to watch, but it doesn't really matter of anything. Yeah. But obviously, like the 11 <laughs> seeds, it obviously does make a difference because. And I feel like we've had teams, we've had teams that play in the first four yeah. advance far in the tournament. So, yeah. well, uh, UCLA played yeah. in the final four, and they were one of the first four. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the 16 seeds, obviously, they still can provide good games, but. Um, usually just the 11 seeds are the ones that actually make a difference and maybe who you would pick in the tournament. Yeah, so anyways, these first four games start tomorrow. We got um, 68 teams all looking for that one shining moment in Houston, and um, we're going to take a peek at some of the games. I was telling Steven just a second ago, to me, this is the year that it seems too easy to pick all these underdogs. I mean, people were making fun of Seth Davis on CBS. I know you didn't watch it, Stephen. You were in the car. But, I mean, like, as the brackets are coming out, he basically called every game an upset. People on Twitter were like, how many upsets has this guy called already? <laughs> well, if you, um, don't call them all, you, if you call them all, you can't at least, you, at least you know, you cover all your bases there. That's true. So, yeah, anyways. You don't break the first, you know? No. So, we do got these first four matchups. I'm not worried about the 16 seeds. The 11 seeds, Mississippi State and Pitt playing tomorrow. Or I don't know if they're tomorrow or if they're Wednesday, but one of them's tomorrow, one of them's Wednesday, and then Arizona State and Nevada. To be honest with you, I I'm not thrilled about any of those four teams. I don't think any of those four really can make a deep run in the tournament. Um, I feel like they're just. Arizona okay State, I would say of the four, probably is my number one of who can actually win a game. They just beat Arizona. They beat Michigan earlier in the year. They have a player. I think his name is Desmond Cambridge. Went for 50 against Arizona. They've got some solid players, but um, they got off to a really hot start, and then from there on, I mean, they were like eleven and one or twelve and, and one. And Arizona start, State so. wins, they played TCU, and TCU's had their up and downs this year, so maybe like you said, I would say that's teams, the team to look out in the in the first four. Yeah, one of those teams gets hot, but um, we'll see. So we're gonna break it down each region and give you our picks. We did our picks, but we said we might have to change them as we get talking. And, of course, we'll predict our Final Four and our national. You know what we should have done? Should have got about 12 beers, drank them all, chugged them, and then made the picks. We probably did a better job. <laughs> well, At least I would have, we'll probably. Uh, let's start in the East. We're going to start in the East region where Purdue is the number one seed. Marquette is the number two seed with Shaka. Um, I just love that hair on his head. He looks so different, doesn't he? 
He's a new man. He went to Marquette from Texas, which I don't know why anyone would make that move, but he did. He, he went from him. really warm weather to horrible weather, um, but he's he's back as a two seed. So I feel like this region's an interesting one because yeah, Kansas State's the three seed, but the teams that are in it, you said it: Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke. I think without question, this is the hardest. And then Memphis. Yeah. Gave um, Houston a run yeah. for its money. Houston obviously playing their best basketball right now. Clearly, um, but I mean, yeah, you got Purdue, Memphis, you got Duke, you got Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Michigan State, Marquette. I mean, you got some some really good teams. I don't think any of the other three regions really compare top to bottom. No, and I think they got some interesting matchups. So we'll start off. Obviously, Purdue's going to win its first round matchup, but then you get Memphis and Florida Atlantic. You were just to- joking with me. You picked Florida Atlantic. I mean, they're thirty-one and three. It's a pretty damn good record. Yeah. And they're going up against Memphis, who made a run in last year's tourney. Um, of course, Hardaway's got some good players. Um, and they just beat Houston in the conference finals the other day, but Houston was missing a player, I understand, who was out injured. Um, so Memphis has a chance. Um, you think Florida Atlantic wins? I think these 8-9 matchups are basically pick em games. I mean, I was looking at all the 8-9 matchups, and I could make a case for any of them. It's funny how the Big Ten's in, I think, three of the four 8-9 matchups. Yeah, um, yeah. Not, not in this region, but in the other Yeah, region. the other three. Or they're in the seven ten matchup. Um, Penn State, Northwestern, and Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, so isn't it weird that the Big Ten's going to play either the one or two seed in the second rounds in almost every... That's if they win. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I thought that's interesting. So um, I, I think Memphis is good enough to beat... I don't know anything about Florida Atlantic besides their record. I don't either. Um, I just think Memphis has the studs. I think they, they proved it last year, and I think Memphis actually is going to beat Purdue in the second round. I just am not thrilled with Purdue. I know they just won the Big Ten tournament. I think Memphis, though, has the Gunners. Um, I don't know. I mean, can they beat Edie? That's the key. Um, but I like Memphis to beat Purdue. Oral Roberts is the team that I think everybody, you know, going in, they got an unbelievable record. They made a run. And, I mean, it's hard to go away from good oil. Um, yeah. Um, I want to steer away from a, um, a good time. Sure. I mean, look at the run that they made, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, and this team, I think, is better, they're saying. So, I just think it's a horrible matchup for them to come in, to play Duke coming off of the ACC championship game. Um, so, I think either Duke's going to lose to Oral Roberts or Duke's going to make a run. I think um, it's always, at least with a Big Ten, we can always say it. Like, I feel like a lot of those teams that win the conference championship, they play those games, they get hot, and then they come into the tournament, and they kind of come out flat. I mean, right. I think it was what Iowa last year who won the Big Ten and then lost the first round. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if – I don't think Purdue's obviously going to lose the first round, but when, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose pretty quickly. I think Purdue, obviously outside of Edie, is very mediocre um, and untested a lot of freshmen. Um not tested, I should say. And I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it, like I said before, I think a big man's easier to stop than anybody else on the floor. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the Big Ten made it look that way because Purdue didn't really just go out and smash any of those teams. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to lose, especially if you can get Edie in foul trouble. That team is – that's not Purdue anymore. They wouldn't even, wouldn't even be able to recognize who they got on the floor anymore. Yeah, so I, I, I think Duke, though, probably beats Oral Roberts. I think it would be a really close game. I think the popular upset in this region is Tennessee to lose. Never really been big on Tennessee. I know they beat Alabama when Alabama was one and went there, but I just feel like Bruce Pearl and Tennessee is a bit overrated. Um, 
Or is Bruce Pro? No, he's at Auburn. Yeah, it's um, um, Cliff Barnes. Or, uh, uh, Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, <laughs> yeah. Um, who's at... I'm not thrilled with Tennessee. I don't know much about Louisiana, but I, I like them in the upset over Tennessee. I think Kentucky and Providence. I'd take Kentucky just because by name. But I think Providence is probably just as good as them. And Kansas State and Montana State. I mean, Kansas State's one of these teams that I bet on every once in a while, and then they either really let me down or really not. Um, and then you got Michigan State against USC. I know who you're rooting for. I just think Michigan State's probably destined to win a game. And obviously Marquette, I was just telling you, I, I wish I didn't realize how, how well Marquette had played this year. I kept seeing the Twitter reaction to Shaka and his big, re, you know, cheer. But um, in this bracket, I, I want to pick Oral Roberts. I really do. But I'm so dumb now, I got Duke going to the Final Four. Um, but I think they can lose to Oral Roberts. I think it's going to be, you, you just hit the nail on the head. How many of those teams win those conference championship games and then come out pretty flat? Um, I mean, Duke did not look good this year much of the time. And now I'm just wondering, yeah, they won the ACC, but are they that good? So now I'm questioning my pick. But um, I think Memphis and Duke play, Kansas State, Michigan State. I think it's going to be Izzo versus Duke, and I think Duke goes to the Final Four um, and represents the East. But I might have to change that in later brackets. But that's where my first pick in the East. What are you thinking? So, obviously, as you said, I went in a different direction with Memphis for the Atlantic game. Going to FAU. Um, I'll go with Duke. I think Duke's going to win their game. Um, I think that creates an interesting matchup if Tennessee were to win their game as well. Um, two teams that were t- Duke obviously thriving and um, Tennessee kind of we were just up there in the leader the, the, stand, the rankings could have been much all year. Um, Kentucky and Kansas State, I'm not sure why, but I'm going to go with Kansas State out, out of this region. But um, I got M- Michigan State winning their first round matchup and then beating Marquette. Um, that's kind of a matchup everyone's kind of been talking about ever since the bracket came out. I feel like that's what at least what I've been reading. Um, and then Duke um, handling, finding a way to handle Edie and winning that, even though I did take Tennessee at first and changed it. Um, I feel like I wanted to go against my gut, but then I just feel like I can't go that far against my gut. Because um, I don't know, I just don't think Tennessee's that great. Michigan beat them last year, and I don't know. They got they got a pretty solid guard, and I don't remember his name's like Ziegler or something like that, but uh, pretty good guard. But I don't know. Outside of that, I just uh, I think their team is blech. Um, and I could be wrong. Duke probably lose the first game after I said it that they would come out and probably play like like those teams do after they win their conference championship. They just play a lot of extra games. I'm telling um, you, the Oral is a good team. I think. I don't know. They they've they took down the Buckeyes a few years ago, and who knows? They're thirty and four. They obviously are a pretty solid team. They know how to win games, close out some games, unlike my Wolverines. Um, so uh, I'll I'll take Kansas State in this in this region. Um, it'll probably be anybody any team but that. But um, yeah, that's my pick. All right, I don't mind it. I I think it's a good pick. I I am impressed with Kansas State. That's a new coach. For the longest time, they had Bruce Weber, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And um, I think they got a new coach at Kansas State. They seem to be playing well. They they had their ups and downs this year. Like I said, sometimes. Well, they played in obviously the the Big Twelve was the number one conference in basketball this year, and probably was last year. Um, I mean, you got Kansas, Baylor, um, Kansas State, TCU, um, Texas. I mean, there's a lot of good teams right there. Do you find it odd that neither of us think Purdue really go that far? I think probably it helps that we've been able to 
watch them. Um, I feel like they just kind of. I think you. I think you could expose Purdue. Obviously, they're good, but they're good because of one guy, and you can take out somebody. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to get hurt, but if he were to get hurt, that that team changes dramatically. Um, and obviously, no one really in the country has anybody to go against Edie, but um, there are ways to defend him, attack him defensively, um, get him in foul trouble, take him outside. Whoever, I mean, if you got a big man that can, like I said, with Gonzaga having Drew Timmy, if they were to match up Timmy and Edie, I mean, I think Timmy would just put so much pressure on him because he can shoot the ball, um, and he's athletic enough to um, score off the dribble that I think it would put Edie in, in, a, in a boatload of trouble. So um, I just think it depends on who you're going against and what type of big man they have. Um, just like puts a lot it. of pressure on Edie. Well, we'll go Duke and Kansas State. We'll move up to the South, which is without question the easiest. Uh, they couldn't have put an easier group of teams here, in my opinion. Alabama is going to roll, obviously. That 8-9 matchup is going to be a, a real slobber knocker between Maryland and West Virginia. Um, I think both teams play ugly. I think both teams, whoever wins, is going to give Alabama a run for their money because they're going to make the game ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with West Virginia just because I think Bob Huggins' team's more of in-your-face, slobber knocker type team. Maryland a lot. Slobber, oral, I mean, we're just <laughs> all over it here, folks. Um, anyways, um, West Virginia, I think just they're built for these moments. Like, I feel like they're good for an upset or two maybe. Um, so I do like West Virginia over the Big Ten in that matchup. San Diego State and Charleston. I mean, Charleston, everyone loves. They play great. I'm going to go with Charleston in this. Uh, someone, one of the 12s has to win, right? So yeah. why not Charleston? Virginia, to me, is the most boring team. I would pick Furman. But I don't know anything about Furman. Um, but I'll tell you what, I would pick Furman in a heartbeat because I think Virginia just puts me to sleep. Um, yeah, because they only scored like, I think they played yeah, Duke. Yeah, it wasn't. And they big. scored like 44 points, 45 yeah. points. I like Creighton. Creighton's a team that advanced, I thought last year could have beaten, I think it was North Carolina or whoever it was, for, or it was Kansas. I think they could have beaten Kansas. Um, I'm not, I think Baylor's overrated. Um, I think UC Santa Barbara, I think those are the Gauchos. I think the Gauchos knock off Baylor. Um, Utah State and Missouri, everybody's saying these two teams are going to score like, it's going to be like 101 to 99. See, I watched Missouri, Uh, I think it was Saturday then. I must have been watching Missouri. And let me tell you what, I thought they looked horrible. (laughs) Well, I'm just telling you. I I did not like the way they looked. Like they're going to score 100 points. I thought. I thought they made Virginia look offensively like they were somewhat sound. I mean, Missouri just looked bad. Maybe it was Alabama that was just causing them to look that way. But, and I was just, I was rooting for Missouri, and wow, I was just disappointed the way they looked offensively. Arizona looked pretty good. I, I, I take Arizona. I think Arizona's going to play Creighton in the round of 16. I think Virginia and Charleston, I'm going to pick Virginia. But you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Charleston over Virginia now. Charleston, you're headed to the Sweet 16. Yep, and I got them playing Bama, and I think Bama shoots them down, gets the dub. What? Did I say can't something? believe you said something like that. Oh, sorry. I think Bama shoots them down and advances <laughs> to play Arizona, and because I can't stand Bama in football or basketball, I'm going Arizona out of spite to the Final Four to play Duke. Hmm. What's your take on that bracket? So, 
Bama, obviously, I mean, I don't really think there's really anything to doubt in any 16-1 to 1 matchup. I mean, it's just, just use your head and just go with the one seed. Um, they only have one loss, so they're a large number and one. So, um, I don't know how many, but it's a large number to one. Um, I'm going to go with Maryland. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Big Ten. I feel like they find a way. Same time, they might lose by 30, so who knows. Uh, San Diego State. San Diego State, I've got winning over Charleston. Um, my reason being Brady Hoke coaches the football team, and he's a Michigan guy. Um, other than that, I have no um, no take on the game, to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to go Furman because I want to go with an upset over Virginia. Maybe they find a, a way to score more points than Virginia, which if you played, if you watched them recently, wasn't that difficult. Uh, Furman, I mean, Virginia couldn't score a bucket. Um, and then I got NC State in another upset. I got Baylor. I'm high on them. Um, played in a tough conference and only lost 10 games. Um, beat a few good teams this year. The Gauchos are beating them. If they do, then I am in trouble. Um, and then I got Utah State. For some reason, I picked a lot of upsets in this one. I'm not that 7 10 is that much of an upset, but still, I guess it would be considered an upset. Um, and then I've got Arizona taking care of business. I think Arizona's good. Do I think that they're more than a, a Sweet 16 team? No. Um, I think they take care of business over Utah State. And then I've got Baylor, um, Baylor beating NC State and Baylor beating Arizona. <clears throat> After that, San Diego State beating Furman and then getting, well, I guess Bama first beating Maryland and then beating up San Diego State, shooting down their um, chase to the national championship. Um, and Bama taking care of business in the South. And, um, yeah, I got yeah. Brandon Miller. Until he's um, proven guilty, I guess. I don't know. You know, what makes me think these teams, this... Friday, and they have a really good guard in Javon Quinterly. He went to Villanova for a year, and then he's been with Alabama for the last couple of years. Um, if he gets going, watch out him and Brandon Miller. They've got some really good players. They shoot the three ball uh, tremendously well. Um, obviously, if you look at Michigan State, that's what they were doing the last month, and then they played Ohio State and did not shoot the three ball well. So, um, obviously, you ride or die by the three, and Alabama has been able to ride by the three um so uh, i think alabama keeps it going and, and they continue to shoot the ball really well i don't know i'd like to see bob huggins upset second round bama i mean i wouldn't be against it i don't care if it hurts my picks it doesn't really matter to me that much um but i don't know i think bob, bob huggins and i think he he's like jim behind he, he could have retired a few years ago <laughs> yeah but they play that nasty defense like i said they're gonna they're gonna get you down in the trenches and i think i just think when you look at the the previous bracket the east that we were just talking about i feel like whether it's purdue memphis duke kentucky kansas state msu marquette i just think you've got teams that have a chance any of those teams could go crazy when you go up to that bracket with the south like i know you got bama but I mean, there's no I, doubt that I think the East is the toughest of the regions yeah, without I question. Just, I just am not thrilled with the South. I think they gave Bama the cakewalk. And um, was Alabama the number one seed? Yeah, they were the over, oh, okay. number one overall seed. Um, God, I don't know. Just something about it. I just don't see as many teams coming out of there as with chances. Like, I, I, I mean, I guess Arizona and Baylor, but I mean, I got Baylor losing to the Gauchos. And Virginia is the fourth seed. I mean, I think Duke as the fifth seed is a tougher out than than Virginia as the fourth seed there. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know. I feel like sometimes they, I feel like the the brackets they do a terrible job of like actually updating it based on what happens in conference championship weekend. Um, they this, I don't know. I know it's probably not easy, but I mean, Duke is twenty six and eight and just won the ACC and they're the five seed, so yeah. I don't really understand that one either. But it is, it I feel like the Big Ten champion always loses, but obviously Purdue was already a one seed, so it didn't matter. But I mean, say like a team like Michigan State would have won it. I mean. I think they would be the same seed if they as they did when they lost in the first round that they played. So I don't know. I just feel like they I feel like they do a terrible job of updating their brackets based on their championship weekend. Yeah, I think the game should all end on Saturday, so they have Sunday. To yeah, I agree with that too, though. To really kind of break it down, but again, I mean the Big Ten for some reason is hell bent on being at the end. All right, let's go to the West in Las Vegas. Kansas is the number one overall seed. UCLA gets the two seed, Gonzaga three, and UConn four. UConn's got some big men there and maybe a team that could make a run. Um, so what do I see in this bracket? I see a lot of chalk in most cases. Um, I like Kansas just because. Not I mean, good Howard the light of day? Yeah, I don't think Howard's got a chance. I think Illinois beats Arkansas. Um, with that being said, Kansas, Illinois, second round. I think Illinois could give them all they could handle, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois beats Kansas. I'm not predicting it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think VCU, they just won their conference tournament, I believe, over Dayton. Yep. Um, I think VCU beats um, St. Mary's. Not impressed with St. Mary's. I know they play Gonzaga tough, but I, I'll take VCU. UConn over Iona, Rick Patino. I was, not, I was thinking of picking Rick Patino as an upset, but I think he's kind of distracted right now because people think he's going to move on to a new team next year. So I'll stick with UConn there. Um, TCU, you got me thinking about maybe taking Arizona State over TCU. So I think I'm going to change that right now. I forgot they did play Michigan and now all that. So I'm going to take Arizona State to win the first four game and then to beat TCU. Um, if that happens, um, my behind will be sore. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You 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 help me make that pick. I think it's about to have him in the national championship game. That would hurt me a lot. Okay, um, <laughs> I got Gonzaga over Grand Canyon. Um, I, it'd be kind of cool to see Grand Canyon win, but I think the Zags are gonna finally make a run. Uh, Northwestern, I think, is just. Uh, I think Ohio State could probably give Boise State a better matchup. I'll take Boise Boise State. And I'll take the Bruins. I think the Bruins and the Zags are going to meet again um, in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. I'll take the Zags, and I think Kansas plays UConn. Again, I think Kansas can lose to Illinois. I think Kansas can lose to UConn. But I keep picking Kansas just because I guess they're Kansas. Yeah. Um, but then I'll take the Zags over Kansas, and I got the Zags finally marching on to the Final Four. Um, what do you mean Finally. They just did it two years ago. I know, but they didn't last year. Disappointed me. I know. Oh, was last year the game? No, last two year. Two years ago. It was, yeah, that's right. North Carolina was in the championship game. So I got Gonzaga coming out of the West. When you look at teams maybe with an upset, I mean, again, like you said, you really can't call Illinois 8-9 an upset or Boise. I don't even think you can go 10-7 as an upset. Yeah. 11-6 sometimes still can't even be looked at as an upset, really. I guess VCU is my upset. Iona, again, I still think Rick could make it tough. Um, and I don't know anything about Grand Canyon besides it's a cool name. 
So the West to me is a little more chalk, um, but I'll, I'll go with the Zags. Gonzaga. Um, well, now you got something completely. Different. Yeah, we got we got different. Um, we got different. Uh, we got different region here. Um, dominoes will fall, and one of us will be sorely hurt. Um, so I got Kansas, um, and then I got Illinois. I'm going to go with the Big Ten again. Ride or die with them. Um, Illinois was a team that I kind of thought could could win the Big Ten this year. Uh, clearly, was wrong about that one. Um, and then I got St. Mary's over VCU. Yesterday, I made a bet about VCU during the game um, to win over Dayton. Got that one right. Uh, they got two former Wolverines playing for them. Um, they didn't really get impressed with that much. They kind of just went on a quick little run and then just kind of stayed steady the rest of the way. I got St. Mary's bouncing back after losing to Gonzaga pretty poorly. Um, and then I got Iona. I got Richard Patino going to the round of 32 um, after beating UConn. And I got uh, my national runner-up, TCU. Don't let me down. Um beating Arizona State most likely, I would assume. And then Gonzaga taking care of business against the Grand Canyon. Um, and I got Boise State as well over Northwestern. Northwestern kind of really is just, um, they're taking on water right now. They're, they're just struggling. They're a team that is not the definition of hot right now. Um, and then I got UCLA. UCLA taking care of business over Boise State. After that, I think UCLA... Um, Definitely has a cakewalk to the um, Sweet 16 um, and maybe past that. But at least the first two rounds, they definitely have an easy road. Um, but I guess that's what you deserve, I guess, if you're the two seed. Sure. Somewhat deserve a little bit of an easy road. But I think Northwestern's a pretty sloppy seven seed. Um, <clears throat> and then I got TCU taking care of business over Gonzaga. Um, and then St. Mary's taking care of business over I- Iona. And Kansas beating Illinois. I feel like that could be a really good game if Illinois does have a, uh, does get a chance to play Kansas. They got some pretty good guards. They got Mayer, good three point shooter. Um, Illinois is just a um, they're kind of like UNC in my eyes. Like they have a lot of talent. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you could either roll the dice and get a six, or you get a one. You just never really know what you're gonna get. Um, one day they look pretty solid, and then the next day they look like um, your average CYO uh, league team. So. Um, I got Kansas nine days out of ten beating um, Illinois um, and taking care of business. And then um, Saint, them playing St. Mary's. Um, and I don't know why, but I got St. Mary's um, beating Kansas and uh, TCU taking Ooh, care of UCLA. Uh, a vulnerable two seat, says an ESPN. Well, that's not what they I just a, said. They got a couple uh, players out with injuries. Oh, boy. Oh, well, good thing I have TCU beating them. <laughs> Um, and then I got TCU taking care of business in the West region over St. Mary's. Um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like St. Mary's is going to be poised for a run. They kind of got embarrassed against Gonzaga. Um, I feel like they'll get hot and they take care of business. And uh, like I said, I got TCU. I'm surprised they put St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Yeah, in the same, same cut, in the same bracket. I mean, not that the likelihood of them probably playing each other is great. Pretty but low, but I just still. think that's odd that they would have put them in the same bracket. Yeah. I'm not sure what I feel like this year. They made some really ridiculous. I don't know. I I don't know about some of the sets up setups that they did. Um, I don't know. I, I the West to me is the most um, easy path in terms of like I think this is just who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I think the East so far is the toughest. The South's the easiest. 
the West is the most predictable. Maybe that's the word I feel like yeah. I should use. And then we go to the Midwest where there's a lot of things that can happen in the Midwest. you got Houston trying to play. Well, there's a, there's a lot to, that we don't know about with injuries in this, this bracket right. as well as they said as Miami and Houston um, and Iowa. Iowa can make a run too. I mean, I, I kind of I was surprised that – not that I was right surprised now. that they lost to Ohio State, but they are a team that – can score 100 points every single game and they Houston play. Houston doesn't score, folks. Yeah. So, I mean, that so. game could get interesting. Miami's got an injury. Indiana, we just watched Kent State beat Toledo, and Kent State looked like um, goal mine, but Toledo... At the same time, Kent State almost beat Houston and Gonzaga this year. So, yeah. they've been tested. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's a pretty big bracket to win. Yeah. Um, Xavier... I wouldn't be completely surprised if Kent State does kind of challenge them. Um Matchup-wise, Indiana definitely has a better – they match up well for Kent State. Um, they've got that guard, Shafino, who kind of the offense kind of runs through him, and he's kind of like – I think he's about six foot four. I don't think Kent State really has anybody that can guard him. Um, and obviously, Jackson Davis, but I think Shafino could be the bigger kind of the guy to exploit that, uh, against Kent State. But, um, yeah. Sean Miller and Xavier in there. A&M, everybody thinks, got, a, got screwed with their seed. Um, you just talked about Penn State's going to be in every game, and then you got Texas. So you got yourself a really competitive Midwest. Where I'm going to be honest with you, I think in the Midwest, I could see Texas, I could see A&M, I could see Xavier, I could see Kent State, I could see Indiana, I could see Miami, I could see Iowa, I could see Houston, all of them making improbable runs to the Final Four. Even Kent State, honestly. I think they all could make runs. I feel like this is the most competitive of all of the of the parts of the bracket. So here's what I'm thinking. I kind of got a heart for Houston. I'd love to see Houston kind of make it to the final four. Anybody notable that you can come to mind that went to Houston? Brett Couples. Oh, Nance. okay. Jim Nance is calling his last ever final four. He's given up. I'd be kind of crazy if in his last one that they did, he made a, they made a run at um, least to the final four, maybe even won a national championship. I That'd be kind of wild. kind of had this set up. When he knew saw what was mine was a joke though. I knew Fred Couples would be there. And I know Fred Couples would be there before he heads to Augusta National that next day with Jim Nance to make a run at the Masters. Could you imagine if Jim Nance had to call Houston National Championship and a Fred Couples charge? Well, I know one thing: I wouldn't be alive anymore. So (laughs) I mean, we'll just take it one thing at a time. So I think Houston. I my my I want to see Houston advance to the Final Four. I I kind of got the soft spot for him. I think Iowa's going to drub Auburn, and I'm scared for Houston against Iowa because Iowa, I think, is a better offensive team than Houston, but my heart's going to pick Houston. I think the Drake's going to beat Miami. I thought Miami, I think you heard me on the podcast, I think we both said on the podcast a few weeks ago, like they were a great team to bet on because they were always an underdog, mm-hmm. and yet they, they, they were good. Um, but they got an injury. The injury's day-to-day, um, so why not? I'm going to take the Drake. I think, isn't that a Seinfeld one, the Drake? Everybody, I um, hate the Drake. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Drake. Everybody loves the Drake. Yeah. Indiana and Kent State, I want to pick Kent State. And I'm sure in about, if I'm going to do 10 brackets this year, in probably five of the 10, I'm going to pick Kent State to win. But for the sake of this, I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, I'm going to go with Iowa State just because that's like, blah. Xavier is going to win. Although this Keishanaw State, the first ever, um, I think trip to the to the um, tournament first year in Division One or something. I keep hearing, It'd be kind of cool to see them win. A and M I think is going to nip Penn State. 
Um, and it's going to set up A&M in Texas, kind of like the football <laughs> field, yeah. kind of like the day after Thanksgiving annual rivalry. And maybe they can get this one for Jimbo. Yeah, maybe this will be the one. Um, I then got Houston and Indiana in the round of Sweet 16. I'm going to go with Houston. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ken State's there. Um, I got Xavier playing Texas. I think a and going to lose to Texas. And then I got Texas. Now, how crazy is that? Texas and Houston Mm-hmm. For the right to go to Houston to play in the Final Four, I'm gonna go. Look at this, folks. Now I'm going against my heart. I'm gonna go with Texas. Um, ah, well, I don't want to. Should I change it? Nope. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna go with Texas over Houston. An interim coach leading his team to the Final Four. Um, I'm just gonna go with Texas. I think Texas is gonna beat Houston. Yeah, Texas has got a lot of really good players. I've been high on them all year. Um, even when Chris Beard was um, beating people up, right, beating up you, his wife. What do you got, girlfriend, this whatever. So in this one, um, Houston, once again, 16-1 seed. Don't even think about it. Um, just go with the one seed. Um, then I got Iowa. I think, that's, I think that's the third time now that I said I'm going with the Big Ten. Um, and obviously, I'm probably going to be over three now uh, once the games are actually played out. But um, if there was... Of the three that I'd be the most confident in, I would probably have to say Iowa. I think Iowa is just a team that's a hard out because they, once again, um, I don't remember who I was talking about earlier that, that Ryder dies, well, Alabama, Ryder dies by the three, but Iowa really does shoot the three well. Um, they can score, unlike the football team. Um, they score a lot of points, and they can do it very quickly. Um, Iowa's a good team. I think they I think they take care of business. They beat Auburn. Auburn had that one-year wonder with Bruce Pearl last year, um, even though they lost pretty early in the tournament. Um, I think Iowa takes care of business, beats Auburn, and the Big Ten um, gets that one right there. Uh, I'm going to go with Miami. I think Miami's really good. Um, it's Laranega um, still doing great things. Um, if that injury is really day-to-day, I think he's probably fine. He'll be playing, um, and I think Miami wins. And then I got Indiana over Kent State. <clears throat> but I really wouldn't be surprised if this game is a little closer than people think. Maybe a Kent kind of pulls this one out, but um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kent does put up a really good fight in this one um, and shows off for the MAC. Um, and then I got Iowa State taking care of business um, and Xavier taking care of business. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier does lay an egg. Um, they're not... <clears throat> I mean, they are 25-9, so I shouldn't say too much, but... I wouldn't be surprised if, if this was the one of the upset right here, Xavier in this in this region. And then A&M, I've got them over Penn State, even though I wouldn't once again be surprised if Penn State wins because they just find themselves in every single game they play in. Um, and they're getting hot, kind of like Ohio State was, uh, playing well, playing their best game. They're playing their best uh, basketball right now. Um, <clears throat> they kind of just play like a bully ball. It's not flashy. It's not pretty. But um, I guess whatever, as long as you get the job done, right? Um and then I've got Texas taking care of Colgate. Um, yeah, I was gonna make maybe like maybe make a toothbrush or a toothpaste reference, but uh, I won't do that. So then I've got Texas taking care of A and M. I watched them, like I said, against Alabama, and I was yeah, they just kind of. I may I did put a couple bu- couple bu- a bucks on A and M late. <clears throat> just because you got like the thirty three percent or seventeen percent additional boost. Figured, screw it, why not? And then I saw that they were down 10, and I was like, oh. And then I checked it a minute later, and they were down 19, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> that was quick. Um, 
And then I've got Xavier over India, or, um, Indiana, Iowa State. And I might change that, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about that more and more. Um, <clears throat> and then I've got Indiana over Miami, another one that I'm not very confident in. And then i got Houston over Iowa. The only reason I got Houston over Iowa is I just feel like after last year, they're bound to um, do it again, kind of make a little bit of a run um, <clears throat> and find themselves late in the tournament. And then I've got Texas over Xavier and Houston over Indiana in Texas um, beating Houston and Texas being the team to represent the Midwest. So let's go back now. And to be honest with you, half on that region, I have absolutely no idea. If you've been following along, here we go. Let's go Final Four. I got Arizona and Duke, Texas and Gonzaga. I I'm, I still think Duke's going to lose to Oral Roberts in the first round. Um, so I'm going to go with Arizona. Um, they got some big men, tall guys. I think Arizona um, makes a run and beats Duke. Um, Texas and Gonzaga, I think Timmy's going to give it all he's got. Um, but in the end, I think Texas has some great players. They played well. They really, um, I think, showed a lot of um, wherewithal um, with everything that's going on in the program. And um, I think Texas will beat Ara- um, Gonzaga. And I think Texas cuts down the nets. Um, I think it's only fitting a team from Texas wins in Houston. And, again, an interim coach. Um, I think they're going to have to give him the job once he wins the national championship. So I'll go hook them horns. They'll be singing the eyes of Texas. That stadium is going to be loud, folks, in Houston for the Longhorns. I'm going Texas your national champions in college basketball. They've already got enough football national championships. They don't need a basketball one. Um, but, oh, yes, I'm thinking of Alabama. Sorry. Um, I think I was looking at my bracket and not even thinking about it. But uh, So, yeah, I've got Alabama and Kansas State. Um, I've got Alabama. Uh, Brandon Miller. He might not have the stats to beat um, – Edie and, and player of the year, but I'm um, after watching a little bit of him. He kind of does everything. I mean, he's six eight, six nine. Um, when you're that tall, you you should be able to beat up some guys in the in the college game. And when you can shoot the ball as well as he can, I mean, that's all I heard about was how he practices his shot. He shoots 500 shots a, a day outside of practice, um, and then he threw around a few nice passes. Um, he's a tremendous player. Um, I think it's hard to go in any other direction than, than with him and Alabama beating Kansas State. And then I've got Texas and TCU, and I kind of really want to change my TCU pick, but I'm going to stick to it, um, and we're going to uh, stay on with it. And we're going to go TCU over Texas. Um, at the same time, they'll probably lose in the round of 32, Why so that TCU would beat up. going to lose in the first in the... What are you doing? <clears throat> well, I, I bet Arizona lose. loses, too. I got them losing to Arizona State because you told me Arizona State was good. Well, I said of the four, I said Arizona State's probably the best in my opinion. We're now, my opinion is wrong a lot. dignified podcast here, and you're picking TCU to win it. Well, I bet Princeton beats Arizona. What? You want to bet on that? How much? <laughs> well, what are the odds? I don't hear. How much money do you want to give me? <laughs> um, no. Hey, I so, watched Princeton beat Yale. So you're, selling, on so you're selling out to Bama. Well, I haven't even made that pick yet, out loud. Okay, we'll say it. Well, as a shock to most of you, 
Um, if you let her the last 10 seconds, I've got Brandon Miller. Um, uh, I don't even know. I don't want to shooting the lights out in the national championship. Um, and he's going to have 39 points, four rebounds, and three assists. And they take care of business in Houston and beat TCU. Um, Another Texas team there. It's just inevitable. It has to happen, I guess. Or as Clark Kellogg says, Texas Christian University. Yeah. CBS was a hot mess on Sunday. I, mean, I didn't watch it. Well, Greg Gumbel couldn't even get anything out of his mouth. I mean, he was stuttering. He... I don't know what he was doing. They were just ridiculous. CBS did a horrible job, I think, in, the, in reviewing the brackets. But anyway, so you got Bama. I got Texas. So both those teams are doomed. Stick a fork in them. But granted, this was what we think, but we do got to cover a couple other college basketball notes. The only thing would be if if we had a little bit more time, if we could do this on Thursday, it'd be a little probably a little easier um, having more time to do some research. But... You know, we're just putting ourselves out there, putting our picks out there um, to be torn apart. All right, so number one, um, we were at the MAC championship game. Toledo, um, once again, the program goes nowhere. They have this great record. They're the number one seed, and yet everyone says they need this, so we don't have that. Toledo, the, the program has reached its maximum. They need what? You know, everyone says, well, now they need a tall guy. They need more of this. They need more. The oh. program has, has has maxed out its potential. It is time for the change. I'm sick of this. And then you just, I don't know, what, what does he have over you? <laughs> Honestly, you tell me why you keep this man as the head coach of the Rockets. Well, I mean, the reason why is because he wins. I mean, he didn't win the MAC championship. What does it but... mean, though? What, what is this getting us? Well, I mean, if you get rid of him... That's fine. It's just I'm just telling you right now. Like, they will. They probably won't even qualify for the MAC tournament. Oh my God, that, that is the most ridiculous statement you've made. How is that podcast. ridiculous? There's plenty of good coaches out there who get Toledo. They they can do more. They have no Toledo. They did the same thing when they hired Gene Cross, and guess oh what happened to him? God. He went. They he look, went. He won 11 games, and he lost like 53. So Toledo has plays with they plays you. Oh, they won all these games in a row. I mean, it's I'm sick of it. It is time for a change, and for you to continue to sit back and support this man is it's just you're a smart person. You are, and you just continue to live with this mediocrity. I okay, so then I've got this this for you then. Sure. So say Ohio State goes 11 and 0 next year, and then loses to Michigan. Is it, does he not fall in the same exact category as Ryan Day? I think if Ryan Day loses a third straight year to Michigan, I think, think Ohio, I think Ohio State will get rid of Ryan Day. Okay. I think they will get rid of Ryan Day, and I think they'll make a run at – I think they got their eyes set on a couple guys they, they want. I, oh, I don't need to – I just wanted to ask you I if you thought I'd be surprised that. if Mike Brabo or someone they try to go after to bring. But if Ryan Day loses a third straight year to Michigan, I think Ryan Day will be fired. Do uh, I think he should be fired? No, I don't think he should be fired. But... I understand that. I guess obviously, it depends that game on what means... kind of year Ohio State has. Yeah. I mean, if Ohio State loses three games next year, I think Ryan Day gets fired if he loses to Michigan. If he goes undefeated and loses to Michigan, I still think there's a good chance he's going to get fired. Um, but I, I, I think that we're looking at two different. I, I get it. Toledo is great. Every year they, they, 
I'm just saying that. Well, I understand the knock something, on him. Something's got to give here. Kowalczyk, I get that. I get the knock on him is he hasn't won the MAC championship, considering the fact that I think he's won I the regular what season. What I'm saying is the whole program of Toledo. It's been 44 years. Yep. Let's go through. Let's honestly think about this. I was doing some research the other day, looking at these. I mean, think about this. Toledo is a is a huge. I mean, Toledo's a big big city, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Akron has made their run. Akron's a decent-sized city, obviously, mm-hmm. in the state of Ohio, but they've won their run. Um, Buffalo, decent-sized city. They've made their run. Um, Eastern Michigan's had their moments. Um, Ball State's had their moments in the tournament. Kent State's had their moments in the tournament. Ohio's had their moments in the tournament. Miami's had a good run years ago in the tournament. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I can't believe – that 40-some years goes by that the University of Toledo doesn't have enough talent, doesn't have enough players, doesn't have the right coaching to advance to the tournament at some point. I I mean, look at these teams that are making it. Grand Canyon State. I mean, Southeast Missouri State. Fairlane Dickinson. Furman. The Gauchos. The Drake. Well, let me and say how, this. How does Toledo so not? If they we win, have a major metropolitan city in the MAC. If they were to have won on Saturday and then next year get the one seed and then lose in the tournament, I'm not saying in the championship, do you think that he should be fired then? No. So you just say if he wins the MAC championship, then he's good. I'm saying I every year I, I haven't seen one thing that leads me to believe that he can take him to the next level. The next level is the NCAA tournament. I mean, again, how many games did they lose this year? Counting the MAC championship, seven. I mean, again, what what does it to me? What maybe it maybe the university gets a different limelight, but for me, it means absolutely nothing. I well, mean, I mean, I, just, I think they've they saw them the the Rockets from after Bob Nichols was gone to Kowalczyk got hired. They were they were horrible. Other than they had one year under Joplin where they even reached the MAC championship. Um, I mean, his success has been great. I mean, he's won a lot of games and won the MAC champ, won the regular season. I think five times now. Just is not winning the championship game, so I guess he can't win the big game. Um, but I don't think he should be fired for it. As of now, no, I don't think he should be fired for it. Well, I don't think Toledo's got enough balls to fire him. Um, well, I, I don't, think, yeah, I, don't, I, I think Toledo's him. happy with making it every year and just losing. I, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're. I think they. I think Toledo likes their women's basketball more than they do like their men's basketball. That's my personal opinion. I think Trisha Cullip has well, done yeah, a Well, yeah, she's done a tremendous um, job in her time there. And they've lost some games, but they've also advanced and made some improvements. But I, I think Toledo cares more about women's basketball than they do the men's basketball. That's my personal opinion. But um, So what do you think happens on Tuesday? Toledo, Michigan, in oh. the NIT. Um, so what, what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to take a fork two forks, and shove them into my eye sockets. That's what I'm going to do. I think Toledo's going to go into Ann Arbor and upset the Wolverines. I would not be surprised. Toledo will make up for their... So here's my question. Okay, play on Saturday in Ann Arbor. You want Toledo to stick with their coach, but you have been tweeting about Juwan Howard on the hot seat. Why? Because Juwan Howard took over a program that was at the top. Oh, like that Michigan almost has ever been. He in his first in his his first year they went nineteen and twelve. They had some pretty solid players. Um, in his second year, 
I didn't really think about it until this last year, but he took over <clears throat> Franz Wagner, NBA player, Isaiah Livers, NBA player. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is on the team. Uh, Davis, the point guard who is playing professionally in like Europe. Um, trying to think who else is on that team. Dickinson. He had tremendous players. And since then I've watched, and I think the players were able to mask up the inability to coach. So you think I don't think he should be fired at the spot. Ability. Oh yeah, I think I know. I just don't think I, I, I've I've played basketball. I've watched basketball religiously my whole life. Um, if you can't box out, that causes issues. Um, and if your players are just not willing to play defense correctly, it exposes you because your offense when your offense isn't that amazing, it's a problem. Where in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, they were just good enough offensively. And good enough all around. They had guys that had been there for a while. Isaiah Livers, who had been there for four years. Livers, who had been there, uh, not Livers, uh, Wagner, or, or uh, yeah, Wagner, who had been there for two years. Davis, who was a senior, uh, <clears throat> a senior. Those guys had been playing basketball for quite some time. They knew how to play basketball. He's got these young guys in now that I just watch it and want to puke. Um, and I'm not saying he should be fired at, on the spot right now. Um, but I think another year of this year's magnitude. And absolutely I would be, there's absolutely no way I can defend him from not being fired. Now, granted he has won five games in the tournament and won the big 10 championship and made it to the elite eight and made it to the sweet 16. But at the same time, he's done it with beelines players and not done it as much with um, his own players. He has good recruiting class. So he has good players. So I don't, so That's what I'm saying. Just, you're blaming it pure coaching. Yeah. It's purely coaching. Gotcha. I think, um, I think the epitome was when Michigan was at the free throw line and I watched the video a couple of times, and then I wanted to absolutely throw up. Um, they didn't box out the shooter. The first thing you do is say, I got shooter. Somebody says that. Both of the guards at the top of the key looked at each other, and, Ju- and Juwan's son, Jet, literally walked away after the shot was released and didn't even um, think about boxing him out and then threw his hands up in the air. Well, one of you two has got to communicate at the top of the key who's got shooter. Neither of you did it, and then the shooter, untouched, grabs the rebound, and then puts it right back on the hoop. I mean, that should be taught at, at fourth grade level. You box out the shooter. Somebody has to get the shooter. You have to box out. They don't box out. They don't see man. They don't see ball. Um, just simple, dumb mistakes. I mean, on Thursday when they played, saving the ball underneath your own hoop. You don't do that on your, when you're on defense. You don't save the ball underneath your they own hoop. They had, what, one field goal in the second half? No, they had five. But oh, four of them. Everybody's saying one. Well, because they had one with, like, two minutes to go. Oh, so um, they had like four in like the last minute or something like that. I don't know, but they had they had. I mean, under the four timeout, they only had one field goal in the second and a half. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's just coaching, which I don't understand how it's possible because they have Phil Martelli, Phil Martelli, who's on the staff and he's been coaching for thirty years. Um, I'm not sure how you can be in a practice. Maybe it's the players. Maybe they just don't believe in Juwan. But um, I don't know how you can be in a practice and allow that. Um, to not box out, to not see man, not see ball. Um, to me, it's um, astounding. Um, Juwan is in the position that Jim Harbaugh was in a few years ago. Um, you're in the hot seat, and if you don't get it figured out, you'll be out of a job pretty soon. So, um, And I think Juwan is absolutely deserving of where he's at right now, and that is in a hot seat that's just getting increasingly warm. Um, and maybe... Um, Maybe Michigan fans and I shouldn't be so hard, uh, critical of him. 
but he had talent last year. He had, I think, two or three top 100 guys. They had two five-stars come in um, last year. This coming year, uh, or I guess two years ago, they had two five-stars coming in. This year, they had three of the top um, 100 guys. They had at least one or two McDonald's All-Americans. Um, I mean, it's just not acceptable. Um, maybe Beeline kind of spoiled Michigan fans. I mean, Michigan hasn't been historically a tremendous basketball program. Um, I was, I didn't realize that when they made it to the tournament in twenty in two thousand nine, it had been the first time they had made the NCAA tournament in ten years, um, and now we miss it one year. And I want to stick a fork and gouge my eyes out. So um, I don't know how people could sit there and watch the basketball that they watched for all those years, but um, when you have talent and you're not getting results, that's a that's an issue. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kobe Bufkin, they've talked about maybe even going pro. Jet Howard, they talked about maybe going pro. I don't think either of those guys can go pro. Um, Andre Dickinson, who's been pretty good, obviously, in his three years. I'm not even sure he goes pro. Um, I mean, you got guys on that roster that should not be allowing you to lose these many games. And I think it's just coaching. I think the attention to detail is horrible. For teaching fundamentals is horrible. Um, I just think the guys don't know how to play basketball. And they've been playing basketball their whole life, which makes no sense to me. Um, they just go out there and they have no idea what to do. It's just that they're super athletic and are pretty solid at basketball. So I think when it comes down to it, it always comes down to the coach. But Michigan right now, it is 100% coaching. Uh, so does Michigan ride the ship tomorrow night and beat Toledo? Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about this game. I want to just get no? sick thinking about it. Um, it's so difficult for me because I want to see – um, Toledo win some games and make a run in the NIT because I think they're that good. Um, and I just want to see them win. But I don't know if, if I could handle them beating Michigan and Chrysler. They'd be the second loss to a MAC team in Chrysler this year. Um, the women's team beat Michigan and Chrysler this year. Um, so I, I just don't, I don't know if I can handle it. I'll go Michigan, but I think it's an ugly game. I think Michigan wins because they're a Power 5 school playing a MAC school. Um, and because they have Dickinson, and I mean, Toledo doesn't have anybody that can match up against Dickinson. Um, I think that's why they win. I'll say they win 61 to 57. And Juwan was this close to losing to a second MAC team this year at home. Wow. Inches away. That One inch. Game, ESPN 2 tomorrow night. Oof. All right, folks. So here's the deal. There's a ton of things going on in the NFL. Next week, we will recap all of these changes going on. We got signings. I think by next week, we're going to know where Aaron Rodgers is playing. We made it through Selection Sunday without Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still retired. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah, he's probably going to wait till Master Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Nance is calling Fred Couples exactly. on the 15th hole, one back of the lead. And, and Tom Brady is coming back. <laughs> so... We will. We, we got a ton of NFL to talk about. Like I said, I think by then Aaron Rodgers will be somewhere. Um, we well, they said free, I thought he said by like the end of the week or something yeah, like that. But who knows? He's everywhere. such a diva. We had a humongous trade. The Bears are no longer the number one team. So we'll talk all, some football next week. We'll also recap golf as we're now under a month to the Masters tournament. I think 24 days. Um, yeah. 20 day, 24 days till the Thursday. Masters I think Thursday. We got some interesting things. We got some real. Um, um, shaky things going on on the PGA Tour. I was looking at a tweet today. It said that Scott uh, Scotty Scheffler was ranked 392nd last year, I think in April, and now he's without question the best player in the world. Yeah. Crazy how 11 months, 11 months, he went from nobody to 
the most the two of the best golfers in the entire world. John Rahm unbelievable. Supposedly got sick and withdrew, but there's a lot of rumors out there that he's on his way maybe to live. He's pissed at Rory and pissed at the PGA Tour for these changes they're making. So let's see if John Rahm's waiting until after the Masters to move to announce his decision. Yeah. So we got that to talk about, and of course the first and second rounds of the tournament, and I think we'll probably have a discussion about the Wolverines and the Toledo Rockets, because I think tomorrow some interesting things are going to go on. So It's a lose-lose for me. (laughs) I can't win, because if Toledo wins, I'll be really happy for Toledo. I'll still be sad, because they, in my opinion, still should have been in the tournament. Didn't take care of business, so it doesn't matter. And then if if they win and beat Michigan at Michigan, it'll be the lowest point in my life for Michigan basketball in Juwan. I just don't want to think about that. And if, they, if Toledo loses, Michigan wins, it's like you should have won, and then I'll be pissed because then Toledo ended the season again horribly. I mean, they already did, but even, you know, pouring salt in my wounds is what I'll be doing. So, Well, we got a lot to talk about next week. I got a hunch probably Texas or Bama will be knocked out of the tournament by next week at this time. <laughs> And um, we'll just start our brackets all over again. But we'll just we'll edit the episode, change a few yeah. things, and we'll be back. We'll be back up. We'll have plenty of um, brackets, though. I'm sure we'll out of the eight brackets we'll probably do. We'll be able to ch- one of them will look halfway decent, yeah. hopefully still. So enjoy the basketball. It's the great. It, it's really the greatest. Really, two days in sports: Thursday and Friday in the NCAA tournament. And guess who's got Friday off? What? This guy. St. Patty's Day, folks. Um, So enjoy some green beer, and um, we will see you next week.